Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. I am your host, Johnny Maria Gresta, and I'm a multiple six-figure entrepreneur, registered dietitian, personal trainer, and business coach. This podcast is your weekly dose of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development, and business growth mixed all in one. Because as you grow as a human, so does your impact and your income. My mission is to change the health and happiness of society, and I'm beyond excited to have you here. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is so insanely exciting. Oh my goodness, I have so much to share with you guys. So number one, the topic of this episode is going to be centered around what it truly takes to get healthy. So whether you are a health coach working with clients and building out programs and content, and you are a an expert in the field, or you are somebody on a health journey, um, this episode is going to be for you. So that is first off, that is the topic that we are talking about today. And I'm so excited because this is my jam and the world desperately needs this information. So I'm so excited to share it with you. Number two, I want to announce some changes that are coming to my podcast and my brand overall. So as you guys know, my focus of the better part of 2021 has been more so helping people who are on a health, life, and business journey really expand the amount of confidence they have, really tap into the deeper part of themselves that naturally know what they want and go after it and really more like empowerment and uh, that type of life coaching area. And recently, and while I absolutely love that um, and I love all the clients that I've worked with, recently I have been feeling a bigger pull towards revisiting the arena of helping health coaches and health professionals build their businesses, but more so deepen their skills of how they coach health and how they coach clients. Because my overall mission has always been to help the world get healthier and happier. And from a young age, this was my mission. And it just, it, it's been resonating very deeply with me as I've been taking more time for myself and time off of social media and all of that stuff. And so that is what you can expect from Johnny Agresta LLC moving forward. But with that being said, if you are on a health journey and you follow me for empowerment and stuff like that, obviously my content is still going to resonate with you. However, um, we have lots of programs and um, stuff built out in my business for you guys who are specifically health coaches. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm pivoting for a few reasons. But again, the main reason is because I'm just feeling really, really, really called to. I'm feeling like content is flowing through me in this area. The conversations I'm having with people on social media and just in life are centered around really expanding our view of health and how we treat it and how we look at it. And it's just such a big, deep mission of mine that... I'm feeling called to refocus on this. I never really lost it. Um, I still work with health coaches. I still work with entrepreneurs. And that's the main source of my clientele and income. Um, But that's going to be the main focus of what I have for you guys. So with that being said, today, let's dive into it. Oh, wait, one more announcement. We actually two more. Wait, I take that back. We have two more. (laughs) Um, One is that you can expect some epic guests on this podcast. I have lined up. Ooh, three or four of the most impactful humans that I have ever met 
to come onto this podcast and I'm not going to name drop, but I'm really fucking excited. I've never had as big of guests, like who have as big of a following and all of that stuff who have been doing this for a long time, like as long as these people have, um, on the podcast. And so I'm just so excited to introduce you to them, have the conversations we're going to have. And it's going to be so exciting. As you guys know, I'm so picky about who I allow to guide my clients and my following. And I have to really, really feel impacted by that human before I bring them onto my space. And so I haven't had many guests, as you guys might know, if you've been listening to me for a while, I maybe have had like four or five and it's been over a year. So, yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. I literally pitched myself to a few people, and I was like, there's no fucking way they're actually going to say yes. And they said yes. And I was like, holy shit, how do they even get uh, a response from you? And I'm still waiting to hear back from a few people. But it's going to be really exciting. We're going to talk about the shit in health that no one is talking about that needs to be talked about. And it's amazing. So that's (laughs) the second to last announcement I have for you guys. And then the absolute last one is that I am bringing back my free weekly coaching call. So this is something that I was doing back in 2020. And I just ended up burning out and like not really having enough, not really fully burning out, but like slightly burning out and not having enough energy for it. So my free weekly coaching call is back. I will put the link down below. Our first call is this Friday. If you are a health coach, health entrepreneur, health professional, and you want business strategy, to really change the health and happiness of society. You want to improve your coaching skills. You're going to want to sign up for this. It's every Friday. Right now I have it set for 2 p.m. Central time, but the time may change. I will update you. So go click the link down below or go to the link in my bio. Um, on Instagram and you will see the free weekly coaching call. Once you sign up for one, you can sign, you are automatically signed up for all of them. You don't have to re-sign up every single week, but there will be a new topic every week. And this is one of the most amazing containers to get free coaching from me. And not just like superficial coaching, but like actual help with your business. Um, And yes, I'll be pitching things. I always pitch things. You're not obligated to ever buy from me. And we have something epic coming up for those of you who want to deepen your skills as a health coach. But besides the point, come to the free coaching call. Let's do the podcast. I like can't stop smiling. It's insane. Okay, let's do the thing. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to be talking about redefining what health means and how to actually change someone's health. And the reason why I'm talking about this is because there are so many of us in the health realm, and that's not a bad thing. Like, we need all of us. There are 7 billion people. We need every single human who is trying to help people get healthier. But what, as I've been connecting with more health coaches and just something that I know in the field since I've been in it for so fucking long, over a decade, is that many coaches have a very superficial view of health. And this isn't a bad thing at all. I think every health coach, every personal trainer, every diet somebody tries, every way of eating that somebody tries, it's all part of a journey. And we have to try things. We have to learn to go deeper and deeper with ourselves. And each coach is like a a segment on that journey. So there's no right or wrong. But what I do want to see more of and think and what we do need more of in the world is a deeper view of health, 
because when we just look at health as what to eat and how to work out, we are missing the human aspect. And I'm a registered dietitian. I've worked with a lot of registered dietitians. I know a lot of registered dietitians and epic personal trainers who have epic amounts of certifications and are just brilliant in the sciency area. But the thing is, science does not equal coaching. Science does not equal human change. And here's what I mean is that we can look at all of the studies. We can look at all the studies in the world and find conclusive data of how to do things. But when you have a controlled group, when you have a controlled setting, such as in a lab or a test or, you know, whatever, it's, it's controlled. You're taking the human experience out of the change. So yes, while certain ways of doing things might do, and certain frequencies of doing things and eating certain things might, might directly lead us to say like, okay, this is the best way to eat for diabetes. This is the best way to eat for cardiac, whatever it is. Like it's, it cannot be directly, like, how do you translate that to a client, right? And when I was becoming a registered dietitian, when I was learning exercise science, that's what I studied in school, um, no one taught me how to work with the actual human who's struggling. And so I came out with all of these degrees and all of these certifications, and I would work with clients, and I was just like, I'm at a fucking dead end. <laughs> no one's listening to the recommendations that I'm making. Or a doctor would recommend somebody as a client to me, and then, you know, they wouldn't really care. They wouldn't really put in the effort to it. And I'm like, there's something missing. Like, most of the world does not fuel their body and work out in ways that truly make them healthier. And especially people with medical conditions, they're on medication after medication after medication, which is perfectly fine if you need medications, but you also need lifestyle change. And the world is not set up to prioritize that. And that's simply because the world is not set up to prioritize us as a human. It's set up to prioritize work. It's set up to prioritize how much can you do. And we're all sitting around fucking stressed as fuck like headless damn chickens. And how do you expect somebody who works 10, 12 hours a day has to go home, feed their family, travel for two hours to actually take care of themselves, whether it's at work when they're stressed and running around and don't even have time to leave their computer. And, you know, they're dealing with all these other life things and COVID and this and that. Right. It's like the world doesn't prioritize us in actually being healthy in so many different ways. And so that, there was no teaching on how to deal with real life in general, let alone in any of my certifications or teachings, right? And so as health professionals, as health coaches, as just human beings, we have to prioritize us in thriving. The world does not. We, it's up to us to do it for ourselves, right? And so the question is, how do you do that with clients? How do you get a holistic view of their health? How do you truly have them get healthier? Not like, you know, they stay on track for a little bit and then fall off, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And that's why this content and just what I'm doing in my business focus as an entrepreneur, as a business coach is so fucking needed because the world doesn't talk about this. You know, and again, you can be the most brilliant registered dietitian. You can be the most brilliant personal trainer. You could know so much in terms of science and not know how to work with a human. And I get that. And that's not your fault. And so after working with thousands of humans for so long, I, I've developed methods to truly 
get clients to commit to themselves. And sometimes it's not about changing their habits. Sometimes it's just about being mindful. Sometimes it's just about being aware. Sometimes it's just about taking a step back and reassessing the way that they are living their life. You know, and we don't think of that as getting healthier, but it fucking is. There's so much more that goes into health than just what you're putting into your body and how you're working, how you're working out or moving, right? So I know what it's like to struggle with clients who don't stay on track. I know what it's like to struggle with feeling like you can't get anybody results. You cannot elicit a transformation. And I know what it's like to feel like you just have clients who you're attracting, who aren't ready to do the work. And the truth is every single client has work that they can do. So whether they're fully like in a place of ready to overhaul their diet and overhaul their fitness, or they're just in a place of like, hey, I'm just starting to not feel good. Maybe they're in that pre-contemplation phase or contemplation phase. And they're like, hmm, something's not happening. Or maybe they're just completely ignoring it, but they want to lose weight, right? We've all had clients where you know, they're morbidly obese, they can't get off of a chair, they, um, you know, eat really, really awful for their body, fast food, tons of processed stuff, tons of soda, Arizona iced teas, all of those things, and then they come to you just for weight loss, right, but they're missing all of the, because, you know, they have to lower their lab values, and the doctor says they're, they're going to need surgery if they don't lose weight, right, so they come to you for late, weight loss, but they're missing all of the other in-between steps of why are you nourishing yourself where, like that, where is your conditioning, how did you grow up? What, what do you think is normal? How, like when people are at a stage of just not feeling comfortable in their body and they've been there for so long, it is normal to them. They don't know anything else, right? So that person thinks that they need to lose weight, thinks that, you know, that's the only thing that they need to do. So they start cutting everything out instead of doing all of the necessary preliminary work to go from that stage of feeling like, I don't really think I have a problem, but my doctor tells me I have a problem and I'm just so used to this. I don't really see any, any way else, like, right? To now I'm here, I need help. My doctor's telling me I need help, but I still don't really think that there's a problem and I'm not ready to take responsibility for it, right? Like you have to do all the work to connect those dots, right? And so that, that person you might have to do work with, and we'll get into this in a minute, but that person you might have to do work with in a way that isn't necessarily overhauling their diet, but it's just making them aware of their habits, making them aware of what, of the way that they're treating themselves, making them aware of their emotions and what's coming up for them and why they're treating their bodies this way, right? And so there's so many other factors that go into it. And that's why this work is, is so needed. And if you don't know how to work with those clients, it's not that you have to only attract clients who are ready to do the work. It's that people who aren't fully ready to do the work still need our help. We are still a process or a stop in their health journey. And they will get there. We've all been through a challenge where we are feeling uncomfortable or where we want to change something and then we try it and then we don't really do it and then we think that there's a problem but like we don't really know what it is but we don't do it right and then eventually we get to the point where we're like you know what no I'm ready to change but every little thing whether it was a program whether it was a coach whether it was you know a, a YouTube video like a, a book or podcast anything that you absorbed helped you get to where you are in taking action in that area. Does that make sense? You didn't just wake up one day and said, I want to take action. You did, but there was all this preliminary work of like starting and stopping, starting and stopping, 
right? And you needed tools to help you at that time. So you as a health professional, you are somebody who is meant to help clients at all stages of readiness or lack of readiness because people need us. And if we as health professionals are only saying, oh, well, I'm only going to work with people who are 100% ready to change, and we ignore the fact that other people might not be 100% ready to change, but we can start to bring awareness to their struggles with our content, with some programs. They don't need to get your high-level coaching. They don't need to get you know unlimited access to you or five-day-a-week access to you. But there's still tools that we can give them, and it's up to us to really meet people where they are at in order to shift. And if we push people too far to try and change too quickly and we don't allow them their own process and space for their own process, we're going to push them back, right? When we try and push a client who's not ready to implement something or not ready to change something or not ready to look at something to do that, all it does is push them further back because they're like, oh, I can't do this. I feel too overwhelmed, right? And then we lose that client and then that client stops taking care of themselves. And that, that's what we really want to avoid, right? So that's what we're talking about today. That's my specialty, and let's get into it. Okay, so I wrote some notes down here with some general um, areas of health that we need to pay attention to as health professionals, health coaches, people on a health journey. That And, and we're going to go into what these different areas are and how they actually impact our health, probably a little bit about what we can do for it. So make sure to take notes, um, come back to this episode, um, take notes of like what time the podcast is at, like how many minutes you've listened to so that you can come back to it because it's going to be jam packed. And if you want to learn more about this and learn more about how to um, market yourself in this expanded version of health, Um, work with clients in this way, develop programs about it, definitely make sure to come to my free weekly calls. Um, But I want to preface this with saying that at the core, our bodies know what to do. Like we were born into this world knowing when we were hungry, knowing what type of food we like, being excited to be physically active, right? And As we grow up, our conditioning of our parents, our conditioning of society, our conditioning of school, um, just really impact us to often get further away from our body's natural state of being. So the goal of any type of coaching, especially health coaching, but any type of coaching is really to have that, have the client come back to their natural state come back to a sense of who they actually are, who they truly are. And I truly believe that at the core, all of us really want to nourish ourselves well. Our bodies feel really good when we nourish ourselves well. Why the fuck wouldn't we, right? It's just this lack of paying attention, this lack of connectedness between, okay, I'm listening to my body. It feels good. I'm going to keep doing this versus this feels really bad, right? And I don't know how to get back to it feeling good. And then we get so far away from it feeling good that we don't even remember what it feels like. And then we start to think when we feel bad, it feels good, right? And so the goal of coaching is not just to spit information at people, is not just to read science and spit it back to people, is not just to do diet audits and form audits, 
it is truly to help people find that connectedness within themselves to be able to listen to what their body needs. With that being said, we don't throw nutrition science and exercise science out the window. However, if that's the only part that we're focusing on, that is what our clients are going to be focusing on. And they're going to be missing the bigger point of when you feel really connected to yourself and you listen to yourself, you hold yourself accountable. Accountability and motivation and confidence cannot be something that we find externally. And many health and fitness programs preach that. Pay me, I'm going to hold you accountable. Right? Whereas, yes, groups and coaches help you be accountable. The only reason why that client was actually accountable in the first place is because they wanted to hold themselves accountable. It's because they said, I'm going to show up today. I can't tell you how many clients have paid me thousands of dollars and never actually showed up to anything. It was never me. Right? And if we start to teach our clients that they are only holding themselves accountable because they pay us, when they stop paying us because they're not going to stay with you forever, they're going to lose out. They're going to stop. <laughs> they're not going to push themselves as much. We have to teach clients and show clients that everything that they are seeking, motivation, confidence, how much to eat, how much to move is all actually within them. Right? They're, our bodies naturally like to push, it, to push themselves. Sorry, there's, I'm outside and you might be hearing a lot of noise. Um, but our bodies actually like to push themselves. Our bodies crave that pushing. Our bodies are meant to change and push. And our bodies are also made to just walk. Our bodies are also made to relax. Our bodies are made to do yoga and be flexible and be mobile. Our bodies are inherently made to do this. We have just gotten further away from that natural state of being and that natural state of our bodies being active and excited to be active, right? We've all worked with people and heard people saying, oh, well, I just have no motivation and I'm just so tired and I'm just so exhausted. Well, let's look at the factors as to why you're feeling that. Why do you have no energy for yourself? What are you giving your energy to? Likely things that are just fucking draining you, right? And so... At the core, when we remove all of these ways that we live that don't serve us, all the headless chicken ways, our bodies want to move. Our bodies want to nourish ourselves. And I'll leave, and before we get into all of the things that we're going to talk about aside from this, um, all of the parts of health that we need to really pay attention attention to, um, I want to bring your attention to when people go on vacation. They often go on vacation to escape their life and to finally relax and stuff like that. Now, what do people do on vacation? They overeat massively. We go to all you can eat, like, uh, you know, inclusive restaurants. They drink massively, right? And then they get home and they're like, oh, I'm so relaxed. But their body actually isn't relaxed. The entire time they were over consuming right and if they were actually connected to their body they would realize that oh just being drunk every single day and night <laughs> and overeating a massive amount of food is not actually what makes my body feels feel good but if they are so conditioned to just only having that added stress and normally overeating and normally drinking alcohol consistently then removing the stress of work and stuff like that 
makes them feel a lot better, but it's actually not the way that their body is meant to feel, right? They're just so far away from it that just by removing one factor of work, let's say, they think, oh, okay, I'm totally relaxed. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, this was a vacation versus they don't actually know how good their body can feel. Most people in the world don't know how good their body can fucking feel. Like, do you? Are you taking the time to really ask yourself, how can I make my body feel even better? Because when your body feels really good, your mind feels really good. When you are thriving, when you are nourishing yourself, when you are getting in movement and nature time, and all of the things that I'm going to talk about in a second, your body feels really good and you have energy to give yourself. You have energy to actually show up. You actually stay motivated. You don't need to push yourself in these uh, ways that society teaches us to push ourselves. We just need more energy for ourselves. And if your client or you are in a place where you don't actually have the energy to put into yourself, you have to assess the way you're living your life. Because we are not made to just sit inside all day. We are not made to sit on computers all day. We are not made to work all day. There's so many other things that go into living. And if you're not feeling your best, you cannot put your energy into all of those things, right? So let's get into what are the areas of health that we need to focus on more. Um, first area is mental health. And I know you may not be a mental health profession, uh, professional or practitioner. Neither am I. I don't have a degree in psychology, psychiatry, a master's in therapy, anything like that. But that does not mean that we should not address our clients' mental health. Um, I have known, this even happens in the business coaching world. I have known um, business coaches, I'm sure clients have had this experience with me when I was first beginning, where it was just like, do, 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 like, here's the strategy, here's the strategy, here's the strategy. And there was no humanness behind the coaching. And when we ignore our clients' mental health, burnout happens, overwhelm happens, possible worse things happen and oftentimes we ignore the burnout we ignore the struggle we ignore the red flags until it gets really fucking bad right and we need to stop doing that in any form of coaching we need to stop doing that and as humans it's our responsibility to learn how to listen to the red flags that our body is telling us like, hey, your mental health is not good. Your physical health is not good. But it's all about coming back to yourself. And as a coach, it's not your whole responsibility to pay attention to every part of your client. If you're a health coach, like you may just helping be helping people lose weight. Cool. But I encourage you to look deeper. And again, teach your client to listen to their own signs of burnout. It's not up to you to say, hey, I think you're burnt out. Like you can if you notice it, but oftentimes clients hide it very well. And so it's up to you to teach clients and encourage clients to listen to themselves, to acknowledge when am I feeling burnt out? Am I stressed? Am I struggling? Right? Am I anxious today? Am I depressed today? Like listen to all of that. Because if you're not listening to it, you're not aware of it. If you're not aware of it, there is no possible way that you can change it, right? So health is not just about physical health and body fat levels and how your body moves and lab values. That is all what, like my issue with the scientific world is that science is, science typically only observes specific factors, 
right? And so when I was learning exercise science, there were no studies that I've ever looked at. I'm sure that they do exist in small amounts, but no studies that I'd ever looked at or was ever forced to write a report on or learn that taught me not just here's how to move, here's how to contract the muscle, here's what's happening, here's, you know, rep ranges, sets, et cetera, et cetera. But hey, here's how to help a client who's struggling. And here's the exercise science behind it. Like science only studies very specific things. And our profession in the health industry is separated into mental health professionals, into, you know, specialists, into this, into trainers, into dietitians. And the fact that the the entire health community is so separated and somehow we expect clients to go to every single different professional at the same time (laughs) who has time to do that you know so again I'm not telling you to be a health professional when you are not don't help people in ways that you don't know how to but teach your clients and which means you have to teach yourself to pay attention to these red red flags right the work that I do with my my health client my health um my health entrepreneur clients. Oh my goodness. My business coaching clients. There we go. We're going to go with that. Sorry. I haven't eaten yet and it's 10 AM. I should have eaten anyway. Um, but the work that I do with my, uh, business coaching clients is I teach them to do this work on themselves. So you cannot teach a client or encourage a client to do something that you don't know how to do. Right. You can read all the books, but if you don't implement it with yours in yourself, you cannot resonate with them. You cannot help them. And so the key is to do this work on yourself. So if you're like, ah, well, I don't know how to teach a client to pay attention to red flags and their own mental health or, you know, de-stress or whatever, you have to do it with yourself. And my coaching helps you continuously come back to yourself, helps you continuously come back to who you are in your most natural state. And that allows you to progress through different areas of life in a more grounded way, and then you can help your clients, right? So um, I will be offering a program soon um, at the end of this month. I'm so excited helping you learn some of these skills. It's only going to be a six-week program, so we can't do everything, but it will be a good introduction and um, teaching for you to start to do this work on yourself and learn all the different areas that we need to learn as health professionals. So um, that is mental health versus physical health. We need to stop just focusing on physical health and stop, you know, separating the entire health community because expecting a client to go to 17 professionals is absurd. So again, you cannot be their mental health counselor. You cannot be their therapist. It's not what I'm telling you to do. But what I am telling you to do is pay attention and teach them to pay attention to it. Because if they see something wrong, they will be able to communicate it and then they will be able to get further help, whether it's from you or somebody else. Second thing that we need to pay attention to in the health coaching realm and the health world in general is connection to the self and others. And we've talked about this a lot so far. Um, And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know my take on this. But what I want to encourage you to look at today is that... We cannot stay separated from each other. We cannot stay, we cannot like not accept help. We like human connection, even just in having fun, is just so powerful. And when clients feel lonely, when clients feel um, like they don't have anybody, 
when clients feel like they don't have full support and full love from other people. It's likely because they're not giving it to themselves, right? So we always have to start with the self. We always have to come back to giving it to ourself. And then in addition to that, we have to look at their social support system. So as a registered dietitian in my counseling classes, I believe I had one counseling class or two, two, two counseling classes. Um, they were very, very, very basic and not very helpful. But they did say, hey, pay attention to social support. That's a big thing. But no one told me how to help them. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to say? Like, go get friends? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it goes deeper than that. So again, as a registered dietitian, I learned a lot, but it was not very applicable and very helpful in terms of getting that out into society. There was no application really helped in this counseling area. So we know that people need social support, but what does that mean? <laughs> you know, it means that clients go out with friends and then they drink alcohol and eat some food and go back home <laughs> and blab about a bunch of stuff. But the thing is, is if our clients are not having intentional conversations and don't have intentional relationships and don't know how to cultivate that based off of their values, based off of um, what truly makes them feel connected to other people, based off of actually getting support. Not people who just wanna fix your problems, which is like 99% of our conversations with people when we tell them we're struggling with something, but people who actually just listen and help you process things. And so as health professionals, we have to pay attention to the, this, the way that our clients interact with themselves and other people right? It is so, so, so important because if you're just not feeling supported by others, if you're feeling lonely, what do you think is going to happen, right? Your nutrition is going to be off. You are going to sub like suppress your feelings because you feel like you have no one to go to. Even if you do, if you don't feel connected to that, it's not something that is going to feel helpful. And I can't tell you how many times I overlooked this in my coaching with other people. And again, like I'm not shameful of or ashamed to share this stuff because I just didn't know, which is why I'm teaching you guys this. But so many times where my clients had binge eating issues or my clients had, um, like they were struggling to, uh, you know, cut down on their alcohol intake and stuff like this. And I just could not figure out how to actually get them to implement these things. So every single week we would set goals for them to cut down on their alcohol intake or work out more or come home earlier and then sleep earlier right and then they would just be going out for happy hour and all this stuff and they're like yeah no I didn't actually decrease how much alcohol I intook I didn't eat out any less I just kind of ate whatever blah 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 I did not know that that was due to superficial relationships that the loneliness that some clients had in the evening they were trying to um, subside with food and it might sound silly because it's like, oh, well, how did you not see that? Well, I just didn't, right? And I was just ignorant to it, which is totally fine. And this was very, very early on in my personal training career, um, like my first few clients, not necessarily um, later on in my personal training and counseling career. Um, but besides the point, like we've all had experiences where we couldn't figure out how to help that client and we didn't know where to look. So if you were teaching this client to continuously reflect back on themselves 
and looking at health in this expanded view, they will inherently do it themselves forever. Again, this is a big thing. One of the things I love to teach, one of the things that we're going to be talking about on this uh, free coaching call tomorrow, actually, the 10th, um, and that we will be continuously talking about on our free coaching calls and on my content, is helping clients sell high-ticket programs. The only way you can sell a high-ticket program and feel confident doing it is if you know that you are teaching a client a skill that they cannot Google, that they cannot get on their own, that they cannot, um, you know, just go to Weight Watchers for, right? So this is where giving lifelong habits or training clients to change their habits lifelong and know when they are out of balance, know when to come back to themselves is so, so, so important. So part of what I teach my clients is how to build up programs in this way. So the next thing that we need to look at in health is stress. And our hormones <laughs> really mess up our health in a very dumbed down way, a very simplified way, really bad. Like our stress hormones really mess up our health, our body fat levels, our cravings, our nutritional intake, our energy levels. Like it just messes up so much stuff and you cannot reduce stress <laughs> like a hundred percent you cannot ever be in a place where you have no stress however <laughs> and the funny thing is that like I was taught as a dietitian and um just in different trainings like oh if clients are stressed tell them to go for a walk <laughs> or if they are stress eating uh tell them to go for a walk or call a friend or hug their puppy and like you know like sure those things can help on a superficial level but because we cannot get rid of stress, there will always be stressors in our life. The only way, the only way to actually help a client decrease their stress is actually by changing the way they respond to stress. That's the only way to handle, to, to feel less stressed is by having a different outlook on life, having a different way that we handle it, right? So again, the... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Sorry. I'm just very frustrated with the fact that we handle things this way and it just doesn't help people on a long-term level. But when we are taught to find stress management techniques outside of ourselves, we are missing the entire point of changing a habit. <laughs> Again, we constantly have to come back to the only way we can change something, the only way we can heal something is from within. And so within is the way we are dealing with it, the way we deal with when we are triggered, right? Which also has to do with how much energy do we have for ourselves and to really take a step back, right? If you are, if you or your client is living in this place of heightenedness continuously, like heightened stress, heightened, like they're just on edge, they likely do not have the energy to actually take a step back and look at themselves, and look at, well, where can I take responsibility for this? How am I reacting to this? Is there a better way to go about this? And why do I react this way? Right? And I know so many people who go to mental health professionals or doctors or people in the field, and for their anxiety and their stress, they just get medication. And then I talk to that. I'm not saying medication is a bad thing. I'm not saying these health professionals and doctors don't know what they're doing. However... I don't think that a lot of people in the science field actually address the underlying issues which have to come from within and with a holistic view of looking at everything, but that's besides the point. But once people go on these medications, 
what I've noticed, and I've worked with a lot of clients on different medications for anxiety, stress, and depression and stuff like that, is that they still feel the same things. Like they still express the same concerns. They still say the same things, but it's more like a, a, a numbed out version of it. For example, I have a family member that is on antidepressants and Xanax currently totally fine. You do you. I hope that it helps you. And they say that it helps them. They're like, well, I really think it's starting to kick in. But then every time I talk to them, they still are just dumping all of their emotions on me. They're still just saying, well, I just, I really can't do this. I can't do this. I can't live life like this. Like it's just still the same struggles they had beforehand, but it's more monotone instead of this like heightened version of like, ah, (laughs) and craziness. It's this like monotone version of the same thing. So the problem didn't go away, but their reaction to it has their, their perception of the problem or the perception of the badness that the problem holds has decreased, but they are still feeling the same thing. They are still going about life the same thing. They're not changing anything. So the problems are still there. The way they were acting to it are still there, but they are numbed to the feeling. Does that make sense? And so I am not a pharmacist. I am not a doctor. I do not actually know how these medications work. I'm sure I've learned something in my lifetime, but I don't remember. But just from perceiving clients using these medications versus actually healing the problem of how they are reacting to the stress and how they are choosing to live their life. Right. And the, the Western world with this like blanket of medication that we give, which, again, I'm not saying medication is bad. It has helped so many people. And sometimes it is so necessary to get you out of really low places just to be able to function and all that stuff. I get that. But that does not mean that we should not as a society, as a human, as health professionals, take out the responsibility that the human has in the role of how they are living. And how they handle things and what they choose to do and how they choose to respond and act and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, again, not shitting on medication. I know I will get some people saying that not doing that at all. I think medication can be really beautiful, but we cannot just put a blanket over it without dealing with the underlying cause of it. And sometimes things can't be healed by any other way. I don't really know if I believe that, but I have not dealt with um areas of mental illness and you know things like that that just are not my realm but in the realm of nutrition and fitness and the physical body most things if not all can be healed from an internal level so we cannot teach people stress management techniques or or eating techniques or anything that comes from of anything that is external and does not come from a connection with the self Okay. If you do and it subsides their stress for a little bit and it gets them on track for a little bit, it does not actually help them in the long term. Okay. So that's where we get clients like being really good for a little bit and then just not doing anything afterwards. Right. The next area of health that needs to be addressed is in taking too much information between the media, social media and TV. We spend more time listening to everything else in the world than actually living our life. If you listen to the media a lot and you watch the media a lot, there's never anything good, never anything useful. They just repeat the same thing every fucking day, every damn minute, every time I turn on the the news, which I do not anymore, but anytime I'm with a family member who like watches the news and they're just like staring at the TV blindly and they're repeating the same thing for a half hour. And I'm just like, 
you could have turned this off after minute number two. <laughs> and <laughs> is this actually helping you live your life better? You know, I've been seeing a lot of quotes roam around Instagram where it says that we are not, if your nervous system is feeling heavy right now, or if you are feeling anxious right now because you, you like see everything that's going on in the world, that's because our nervous system is not meant to know everything that goes on in the world. Like if you, if you think of the time before, you know, media existed and stuff like that, definitely way before we were ever alive, like do you think people were stressed about all the things going on around the world? Like, I'm not saying we shouldn't care. That's not a thing. But they didn't know. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? It depends on what angle you're looking at it from. However, we have to limit the amount that we absorb about what's going on in the world. It is not our responsibility to care about everything. It's physically impossible to live your life and care about everything in your life and then listen to what 7 billion people are going through and also care about them and fix everything. Like... You can't possibly do it. So it just sits heavy within your body. And again, I'm not saying be ignorant to things if I choose to not watch the media and all that stuff. But if you want to do something else, that's totally fine. You do you. But I can tell you that it is not helping you if you are constantly absorbing every single day the media, social media. Now, that brings me to screens and just television. When we spend more of our life watching other people live their life, whether it's on... A reality TV, which I totally am, is a guilty pleasure for me, or it is a, a TV show or something like that, and we're, you know, watching other people. Th like, that's not living. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absorbing people on social media, absorbing people on TV, it is not living. I'm not saying that you can't be a human and have a human experience in 2021 slash 2022 almost. You can. But if your client or if you are absorbing so much of media and tv and our phones and all that stuff there you're missing the whole aspect of living and this can impact us in just feeling very numb feeling very disconnected from our bodies and we use these things to numb out from our actual life and so when we, you know, just binge watch netflix and and stuff like that which is totally fine we all have those days but if that's a constant thing and you are not actually dealing with the things in your life, there's an issue. And that's going to impact the way that you treat your body. That's going to impact your health, your mental health, all of that stuff, right? So um, it's so interesting because I've noticed a, a an insane correlation between the people in my family who watch um, the media consistently and the news um, and their mental health and how happy they are in their life. There's a huge correlation. I know correlation is not causation and there's other factors and blah, 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 but that doesn't mean that it doesn't impact it. <laughs> so we have to pay attention to this as a society and you as a health professional, it is up to you to help people notice these things and observe how they're actually living. And we don't address this. <laughs> we don't fucking address this. And it's, it needs to be. So I encourage you to do that. Um, next area of life that we need to look at is sex life and intimacy. I say sex life and intimacy because sex is intimate, yes, but intimacy is also a separate area that we need to focus on. And I'm not going to go too far into this because this is just not my realm. However, I'm going to have some speakers on this, but 
typically the first red flag, one of the first noticeable red flags, actually, it's like more of like a giant red flag that we see is that when we are feeling unhappy in some way, when we are not taking care of our body, when we don't have the energy for ourselves, all that stuff, our sex life decreases, right? And so typically we ignore the red flags before our sex life decreases and the sex life is like one of those things that's like a boom in your face like hey it's been three weeks since you've had sex and um again there may be different reasons and stuff like that but it's important to pay attention to this because sex and just feeling intimate with somebody else feeling connected to somebody else your partner in that way is just a natural way of being and it's something our body craves and when we are not paying attention and treating our bodies in ways that make us thrive and we are not feeling healthy we often don't feel sexy and I can definitely speak for women I'm assuming it's the same in men I don't know if you're a man I would love to hear from that I'm assuming I mainly have women on here Um, but I know for Joe it's definitely a thing my husband and it definitely impacts our ability to have good sex it definitely impacts our ability to feel supported by the other person and connected to the other person and physical with the other person like physical touch is just such an intimate thing that um you know like if you're stressed and you're just like heightened and like you're shutting down you don't want touch from anybody else you know your partner can go to hug you your partner can go to hold your hand or you know whatever just grab you somewhere or touch you somewhere you're like ah just get the fuck off me you know and you can set a boundary and all of that beautiful stuff like, hey, when I'm like this, I just need space. But the goal is to be supported by other humans. We do not need to go through life by ourselves. We don't need to shut down to people. Right. And it's just such a big area that we do not look at. And again, if you go to like a sex therapist or a therapist in general, they may look at this. But how many times as a health professional do you? you know, and you might not feel comfortable doing it and stuff like that. Maybe just talk about intimacy. I'm very, very open with my clients. I basically know how often they have sex, who they have sex with and uh, what type of sex they're interested in and all that stuff. And I'm just very, very open. I encourage masturbation. I encourage all of the things that people are like "Eh," to talk about. Um, But you, you don't have to do it in such like an outwardly way, but it's something that as a health professional in the health world we need to pay attention to and again you need to teach your clients to pay attention to that um next thing we have a few more left is self-acceptance so many times we are so uncomfortable with ourselves in many scenarios we are so uncomfortable with ourselves that we struggle with eating because of it We struggle with working out because of it. How many times have you worked with somebody or have you ever felt low in self-esteem and you just kind of didn't want to be seen? It was easier to shut down, right? We have people who are um, uncomfortable to go to the gym and all of that stuff. And if we preached full self-acceptance, even the parts of yourself that feel shameful, even the parts of yourself that feel embarrassed, even the parts of yourself that are telling yourself, hey, you're gross because of this reason or you fucked this up because of this reason. Like we've all had those areas. If we learned as a society to accept that and normalize that, it would be so much easier to go to the gym and just be like, hey, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I'm not embarrassed because of it or I am, but I'm willing to ask for help. Right. Lack of self-acceptance 100 percent impacts our ability to ask for help. And 
as health professionals, that's literally what we do. We help people. <laughs> Many professions, we help people. And if, as a society, we don't start to preach self-acceptance and we don't start to teach people to accept the parts of themselves that they might feel meh with, we are continuously perpetuating this thing like you have to be perfect. You have to think you're perfect in order to, you know, be a member of functioning society. And then we heighten and then we heighten anxiety and, you know, poor mental health and depression and sadness and disconnectedness. Right. And so self-acceptance isn't just like, OK, I love my stomach, even though it jiggles. It's actually like a deep self-acceptance. It's actually a deep area where there are parts of ourselves that we don't like to admit we have and that often is underlying the reason why we have an issue with our stomach jiggling does that make sense like the the deeper reason why we have the issue with our stomach jiggling is often related to deeper parts of ourselves that do not that we do not accept that we are shameful of that we are uncomfortable with and so if we we taught full self-acceptance and went deeper with our clients which is again what I love to teach I teach you to do it for yourself you are then able to do it with your clients um there's not like a an amount of questions I can give you, but the work is done on yourself and then you are able to facilitate that shift and know what questions to ask for your clients. Like if we all did that, imagine how much more comfortable people would be being seen, going to the gym, being seen by other people, right? Not just being seen on like a physical level, but like fully letting people in, right? And this comes back to feeling connected to yourself and others, right? Um, and then I want to fast forward a few steps into physical love for your body versus actual self-love. So this goes with self-acceptance. So a lot of times fitness coaches and nutrition coaches, whatever, preach like, oh, you know, I, I teach people to love themselves. You know, they change their body from a place of self-love, which I'm totally about, like love yourself into changing 100% because you can't hate yourself into changing. I've been saying this for years. But... A deep sense of self-love is not dependent on our physical body. Love is love. Love is unconditional. Physical love for your body is not, should not impact your love for yourself. Like the physical world should not impact our internal space. Like we need to acknowledge, like it does, and it's okay, but we need as a, as a profession, as a society to, we need to acknowledge that the external world is independent from our internal world. And when we get to this place of deep self-love and deep self-acceptance for all of the parts of ourselves, our physical body is just our physical body, right? And so I, I believe that our, our world... What I know to be true now is that our world confuses self-love with physical self, like with physical love for our bodies in terms of the health community. And this is where it gets tricky when people say like you can't uh, change a body that you love and that's incorrect in my eyes. I think that you can have a ha like completely love yourself, truly love yourself and want to change things about your physical body. And you can still love something that you want to change. You can accept something the way that it is and you can love the way that it is and love all that your physical body does for you 
and love the fact that you're like, you can not mind the fact that your belly jiggles, but you don't have to love it in order to love yourself. Self-love is one thing. Physical love for your body is a different thing. And you can want to make your waist smaller. You can want to make your, make your butt bigger. You can want to make, like you can change anything of your physical body for the most part, you know, up to a certain extent. And then there's surgery, <laughs> but it does not impact your love for yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's two separate things. And we, as a, as health professionals and coaches need to make that distinction, right? And we are always a work in progress. So that's where we love ourselves now, not when we get to a place. That's like saying that I'm going to um, lo- only love myself unconditionally when I fully heal myself. That's impossible, <laughs> right? We are always healing. There's always work to do on ourselves and there's always parts of ourselves and things in our life. And, you know, like healing is a journey. Everything is a journey. That's like saying I'll only be happy in my business or love my business when I make six figures or seven figures that like, what? No, you love it now. And you get to want to change things like they're independent right? And I think it gets iffy when we relate that back to like partnerships with other people and you can truly love somebody and like you would do something different, you know, like the way you live your life is different, but you don't need to change them, right? They get to be their best selves for themselves. And oftentimes when we want to see change in our partner, it's because we see that as something that deeply serves them, right? For example, Joe used to smoke weed very, very, very often. He was almost stoned all of the time. And when I met him, I was like, Hey, I am just not going to be with you if you smoke weed all the time, like, or smoke weed at all. Like I'd never smoked weed. It was not a thing that I did. Um, I was just very like, uh, I was very sober for a very long time. And Um, I was just like, Hey, I'm just not going to be with you. If I, if you are like this, like I love you, I don't like this habit of yours and I don't like who you are when you are high and it's not something that is in alignment with me. So like, if you want to be with me, like this is a thing. And he was like, cool, I want to change that. I've been wanting to decrease it anyway. He was also smoking cigarettes. He wanted to change that anyway. And he's like, I really love that. And then we've gone through periods where we smoke together, where he smokes, where I smoke, whatever. And then now we're just kind of not at all. And so it's not like I needed him to change it to love him. It was just a way of my, it was a standard that I had for myself that I wasn't going to be with someone who smoked cigarettes or who was stoned all the time, right? And so it's just like this, this difference between the physical world and the internal world and this sense of love that we have or this unconditional love for the the human the internal human or ourselves internally is different than the external habits that we have or the external world right for example you could really love someone and really want them to feel fulfilled in their life, but they currently don't feel fulfilled. Does that mean you don't love them? Like, absolutely not. It's just, you really value, like I value being with people who are passionate. I value people who feel fulfilled about their life. I value people who come to me and say, wow, I I have this passion and I'm fucking going after it. Right? It's not that I don't love you because of that. It's just, I need somebody who's passionate. (laughs) Right? So it's, it's different. And you might need a body that feels leaner because that feels better for you. You might need a body that feels stronger because that feels better for you. You might need a body that actually has more body fat or that has less muscle because that feels better for you. Right? And so like, 
allow yourself to explore the outer world and the inner world differently and allow your clients to experience and explore the outer world and the inner world differently because there's a distinction and the change that we want to see the true change is internally because the internal world is how our external world the intern the external world is a reflection of our internal world right cool so that's self-acceptance self-love um yeah, physical love for your body. I'm going to bring on some other experts who have more wisdom and knowledge in this area as well. But we need to make that distinction 100%. And telling somebody that you don't love yourself if you want to change your physical body is wrong. Telling somebody that you don't love yourself because you want to change something about the way that you go about life or the way you handle something internally is also wrong, right? Um, we are always a work in progress and you get to love that work in progress. That's the point. Um, a big thing that we do not assess in the health world is how much time people spend in nature. And I, <laughs> I grew up in New York, right outside the city in Queens. It was concrete jungle. I did have like a marina down the block from me, but it was like right next to a highway. Literally, um, it smelled awful. <laughs> it was just gross. <laughs> I love it. That was one of my favorite places in New York, but that, that was the only sense of nature that I like actually lived by. There are other places in New York that are more naturey, but our nervous systems, our bodies are not meant to be in concrete jungles. Um, our nervous, like we're not meant to be around, you know, thousands of fucking cars every day. And, you know, like being in nature just makes us so much more grounded and so much happier and so much more connected to the earth and ourselves and that gives us a sense of power a sense of happiness a sense of groundedness and so we need to spend more time in nature 100 percent um in quiet nature not ones next to highways <laughs> there's so many benefits to this and i'm not going to go deep into this but it improves how stressed we feel it improves how healthy we feel and it's just so 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 important and so if you're not currently spending more time in nature than like time inside <laughs> or even time outside time in the sun like we need to reassess that habit because the more time we spend inside the okay I'm not going to make an assumption here or a or not a judgment but like an assumption or a deduction but if you think of old people right they go from going to work and spending time outside and going and having human connection and all this stuff and I used to work at a nursing home and they just spend all of their time inside all of their time in front of screens zero time outside in the sunlight zero time in nature they also eat really awful food and get no physical activity, but that's, that's a different point. <laughs> but um, it contributes to their decline, right? Vitamin D deficiency is massive, especially in the elder population. And yes, you can give supplements and stuff like that, but there's a different energy that you get from the sun. There is a different... <sighs> a different experience you have in your physical body when you are outside breathing fresh air, right? And this is something that is so overlooked in healthcare and the power of being in nature or being in the sun or being outside. 
is just overlooked in our society. We have been conditioned to live inside in fucking four fucking walls in front of screens and computers, often like four. You have your iPad, you have your TV on, you have the media going in the background, maybe you have the radio going, and you have, you know, your phone out or a tablet or whatever, you know? And it's just like, it's different. And it's not a good difference. I have to say that. It's, it's, I feel very beneficial to be able to have four walls and internet and screens and stuff. But it's not the same, right? So try it for yourself if you currently don't. Spend more time one day outside and see how you feel. It doesn't need to be in the sun the whole day. But like just even right now, I'm recording this podcast. I'm on my balcony. We have views of trees for like fucking miles because Texas is apparently just filled with trees. I did not know that. At least Austin is. Um, And like I have the skyline of like the five tall buildings in Austin (laughs) in the middle of all the trees and the the breeze coming and the fresh air. It just feels way different than if I were to record this inside, you know, and so I encourage you to spend more time outside just one day. Do everything outside and see how you feel. Um, and then we have three more. They will be quick because we have been here for a while. Thank you for staying. I hope this is serving you and giving you a more in-depth view of health and what really contributes to our health and happiness and what to do with your clients. But whole foods versus processed shit is a big one. And as a dietitian, I was taught that like this what this didn't make a big difference. And like, it just kind of sometimes some teachers really spoke about it. Many didn't like it wasn't a a topic. Obviously, we were taught to include fruits and vegetables and blah, blah, blah. But we weren't really taught much about processed foods. And I'm not here to teach you about them. You can go do your own research and look it up and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to speak to the difference that you feel when you eat more whole foods versus eating more processed foods, things out of a bag, things out of a can, (coughs) excuse me, stuff like that. And fresh whole food, it just feels different energetically when you consume it, right? And we need more of it. The amount of clients that I have worked with who don't eat any fucking fruit (laughs) is insane. And it's not like the simple nutrition of eating your damn fruits and vegetables is just it's not prioritized. Like it's one of the most overlooked aspects of health. And as health professionals, we might feel silly like preaching that or making content about that. We're like, oh, but it's so basic. Like people know that people know that, but we don't talk about it because we feel like it's so basic. And then you watch the fucking media and every single goddamn commercial is processed food or medication or cars. (laughs) Right. And it's just like we are we go they go to the grocery store and that's what they go for. Right. Personally, I don't even shop at grocery stores that have like mainstream products like that, like Kellogg's and you know, things like that, mainstream cereals and uh, Reese's and, you know, Hershey stuff. Like, I really value the quality of food. I will eat chocolate. I don't eat cereal. I eat oats. I just don't like cereal. It's not very filling. I also don't like cold breakfasts, but that's just me. Um, and it's just like, we, we have to put the stupid things out there. Like, eat your damn fruits and vegetables. Eat more whole fucking foods. Stop eating things out of a plastic or stop eating things for convenience. And yes, you have to 
do the work to work on your mental health and you have to do the work to work on your anxiety and your depression. You have to heal parts of yourself in order to be able to have the energy to put into getting more whole foods and craving more whole foods, right? But we live in a society where it's so easy to just not, right? So we have to cultivate this part of society that is not currently there, which is the one that looks at how can we heal certain parts of ourselves how can we address all aspects and then allow ourselves to really feel um secure with how we nourish ourselves and exercise and movement right because again if we come back to the first thing that i talked one of the first things that i talked about which is at the core your body wants to nourish itself well at the core your body wants to move and move often and and push itself and grow (laughs) right and yeah so we can't just say like oh eat your fruits and vegetables we have to do the work beforehand so that people have the energy to put into themselves right so yeah that's that's what i have to say about whole foods versus processed shit um and anybody who says a calorie is a calorie and a carbohydrate is a carbohydrate um yeah i'm i'm not in line with that and i don't believe that to be true and there's a big fucking difference <laughs> between, let's say, like, just eating a Reese's and, like, a Jason. I think it's Jason's that makes the peanut butter cups, right? It just tastes different. Ingredients are different. Ingredients are much shorter. Not that shorter is necessarily better, but in this instance, yes, the ingredients are way better. And uh, we need to pay attention to that. We need to preach that. So... Um, last two things that I want to touch upon in terms of the health world. Obviously, there's a ton more, and I will continue going into things, and we'll have lots of amazing guest speakers. I'm so excited. Um, but fun and fulfillment. So I think fulfillment can be looked at in terms of fulfillment for your job, fulfillment for your overall life, fulfillment for how you spend your time. And that's really important, fulfillment with who you spend your time with, um, what you spend your time doing, you know, like just overall feeling fulfilled in your life. And part of that is having fun and having human connection. Like last night I went out to, um, it was like an outdoor bar. We have lots of them here in Austin and there was a comedy show. I don't think the comedy show was very good. I didn't really watch it, um, but I went out with some friends and I met some new people and like just having time outdoor connecting with people and having fun and having fun uh, conversations and just getting to know people it just gives you a different sense of fulfillment a different sense of happiness right and again it gets you out of your fucking house (laughs) and it's just so 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 important to assess like are you having fun any client that I can think of ever struggled to show up for themselves in terms of their health was 100% not fulfilled and 100% not having fun. And again, health goes way deeper than just what you eat and how you move and nutrition and exercise science. And that's what I want you guys to take away from this podcast. And I hope that you guys had some insights, some like light bulbs go off and um, are encouraged to number one, show up for my free community call so we can work deeper in this for your brand. Um, And then number two, just reassess how you're helping clients and don't shit on yourself. Know that it's not your fault that if you're not including these areas and if areas of health and you are not 
um, feeling, you know, secure and confident with that and helping clients in this way. It's the way that we train people to teach health. And the scientific world is missing a whole slew of important shit <laughs> that is not your fault. But you have the power to look at this stuff within you. You have the power to do the work within you. And then as you do that, you can help your clients. So with that being said, I hope to see you guys tomorrow on my free weekly call. Um, it will be every Friday. Currently it's at 2 p.m. Let me know um, if you are going to make it. I would also love for you to screenshot this episode. Tag me in at Johnny underscore Agresta. Um, I would absolutely love to know that this resonated with you. It would mean the world if you left a review as well on Apple. Um, and yeah, and also stay tuned for my program coming out on October 20th, where we will be diving deeper into all of these skills. So yes, my free weekly community call is going to be epic for this and your brand and business trainings and all that stuff. But um, we're going to do lots of work in the program on October 20th and look way, way, way deeper. You know, like free stuff can only we can only go so deep in 60 minutes in a group versus working in a um, six week group course that I'm going to be teaching. So stay tuned for all of that. I love, love, love you humans. Thank you for being here and I will see you in the next episode.